That's JJ Delaney knocking it forward there towards Richie Power again. Very, very fine talent. Gets it under control, neatly done. And a sweet point by Richie Power, his first of the day. And Kilkenny are back in front again by three points to two. And Richie is doing it here. Hello and welcome along to the Life Changing Moments podcast series on the 42 with UPMC. I'm Fintan O'Toole and today we're talking to an eight-time Kilkenny All-Ireland Senior Hurling Medal winner in Richie Power. Richie is a player who came from a family with a big hurling tradition with his dad Richie Senior highly successful and later his brother John would make his mark for the county side. Richie himself landed on the Kilkenny Senior scene with quite a reputation after performing as the attacking star for the county minor and under-21 teams, his club Carrick Shock and the St. Kieran's school sides. So it was 2005 when he first got that call up from Brian Cody to join the senior ranks, but Richie is going to explain to us today why it was after a display in a game five years later in the 2010 All-Ireland Hurling Championship that he felt his career really took off as he went on to become a main figure in that Kilkenny team. Now we've teamed up with UPMC, the official healthcare partner of the GPA and GAA, to produce this life-changing moments podcast series. With over 40 hospitals, 700 doctors and 90,000 employees globally, UPMC is providing life-changing medicine to communities across Ireland. To find out more, go to www.upmc.ie. So Richie Power joins us today to look back at his Kilkenny career. And Richie, you've picked out the game that had the biggest impact in shaping your Kilkenny career. Yeah, Fintan, I have. Um, you know, I kind of picked out the, the All-Ireland semi-final in 2010 against Cork. Um, I just felt that... I won't say it's kind of the day I came of age, but um, I suppose with Henry going off with the cruciate injury, um, you know, I, I took over the free taking that day and I just, you know, I felt that that was the day I kind of, I suppose, stepped up and rather than being, I suppose, in the background, you know, I kind of stepped up as being maybe one of the leaders on the team. I suppose the background to this is that you weren't exactly a new player onto the panel at that stage because it would have been 2005, I'm right in saying, that was your first introduction to the senior squad. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I suppose when you say that was the day I maybe came of age, you'd, you'd wonder where I was the five years previous to that. But um, I suppose, look, you know, obviously 2006 was 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 a fantastic year for for Kilkenny, and you know, I suppose stopping Cork's three in a row and you know the start of our own four in a row success, you know, was was huge. And you know, I suppose on a personal note, I kind of struggled a bit, kind of with injuries over the course of my first couple of years with Kilkenny, and. I suppose, you know, dipping form then as well on top of that kind of led to, you know, being in and out of the team on, on various occasions. So, you know, luckily enough, 2010, as I said, was probably maybe the, probably the second year I got a clear run of, of you know, injury free. And I, I felt myself, you know, I was in, I was in good shape um, to really drive it on from there. And, you know, I suppose that's where I suppose the performance against Cork maybe came from. You joined the Kilkenny squad on the back of huge success with the other teams you've been involved in. I mean, I was looking at it, you won two All-Ireland medals with the St. Kieran's college team, Kilkenny Minor and Kilkenny Under-21. You know, I suppose you were kind of such a main player for all of those sides. Was it difficult then coming into a situation where a team that's highly, highly successful, that had so many kind of players pushing for position in your area of the field alone, the forward line? Yeah, I suppose. Look, um, I suppose it's every it's every young boy's dream to to play senior with their county team. Um, you know, and I was no different. You know, and luckily enough, I, you know, I had great success underage with Kilkenny and and Kieran's College, and you know, even before the minors, like we won a an Araborn Neil Coop under sixteen with with the guys that I I won minor Allardens with. So you know, it was I suppose it was it was a stepping stone to I suppose making the breakthrough to the senior setup. Um, and you know, look, maybe maybe being a young guy, being a bit naive, thinking that you know, just 
going in and it was it was automatically going to happen, you know. And I suppose that was a big thing for me over probably the first year or two. And um, you know, I kind of learned learned a lot of hard lessons, but um, you know, you had to work hard, and that was that was Brian Cody's mantra. And um, you know, if you didn't buy into it, you only got so much time in there. And um, you know, I saw it from twenty two thousand and five. You know, going in as I suppose. A young, a young guy, you know, I, I got to play with DJ Carey, which, you know, was my, was my boyhood hero, um, you know, so that was, a, that was a huge thing for me, but, you know, I quickly saw that, you know, things weren't just going to happen, like maybe they did at minor and under 21 level, that, you know, we needed to work extremely, extremely hard, and, you know, if you wanted to make it, you, that's just what you had to do, and there was a lot of sacrifices that you had to make. That phrase you used, that things definitely weren't going to happen, was that difficult to accept because I mean I suppose you were probably you were a regular in all those kind of Kilkenny underage teams you played in I mean you mentioned DJ you've obviously Henry Shefflin you know you've other guys like Eddie Brennan Aidan Fogarty you know I'm just focusing I guess on the, the the part of the team that you were trying to break into and I mean from the outside maybe there's always been a sense that Kilkenny young forwards have to bide their time I mean you know TJ Reid has had to do it uh, Colin Fenley Richie Hogan I'm thinking of, of the current guys but but for a player himself, is that a, a difficult thing to get, kind of get your head around? Um, I, look, I won't say it was a difficult thing to get my head around. It was just, I suppose, it was either get your head around it or, or, or you know, good luck. Um, and that was just the way, like, you know, I, I suppose after having so much success underage and going up with, you know, the Mick Fenleys, the Michael Rices, the Donica Cody's, these guys, you know, you're, you're nearly automatically thinking that, geez, once we get senior, that, you know, all Ireland's are going to be won. But... You know, we, we quickly found out the hard way in 20, 2005 and, and me personally as well, you know, like I was, I was dropped for the All-Ireland semi-final against Galway, um, you know, after a very, very poor performance in the quarter-final. And, you know, it was those kind of, I suppose, kicks, you know, that I suppose that, drew, that drove me on after that, you know, and similar to the 2007 All-Ireland, I was dropped for the All-Ireland final, um, you know, and that, you know, that really hurt. And again, it was a driving factor kind of going forward to, for the following years. The 2007-2008 and 2019 seasons, and obviously the 06 before that, as you mentioned, all kind of culminated in all-earned success. Was there any of those years, I mean, you mentioned injury and, you know, difficulty getting into the team, but was there any of those years where you kind of felt you were close to kind of really establishing yourself or was 2010 the kind of the first one that you felt, you know, I am now becoming a first choice here? Um, yeah, I, I suppose, look, 2006 winning the first All-Ireland was, was huge. And that's, all, that's always going to stand out in, in, in my mind, you know. But again, you know, I remember the build-up to that game. And, you know, we were putting a plan in place to try and stop the kind of the cart running game and, and the work rate and the physicality. And, you know, we had we training weekends in Carton House and, you know, just preparing for that. So, you know, obviously, look, I, I felt part of it. But I suppose, did I, was I... I suppose, confident of my position every day that the team was being announced? No, you know, and that's, that's probably, I suppose, where, you know, probably 2009, 2010, I maybe, you know, I was, not that I was confident that I was on the team, but I knew myself if I was fit and if I was working hard and if I was hurling well, that Brian had had faith in me and he'd, he'd trust me to do a job. So um, I think, you know, the first couple of years, as I said, it was in and out, you know, that my farm was, my farm was quite, you know, in and out, you know, I, w- I didn't get a consistency to my game, which I would have liked to have had um, until, as I said, you know, 2009, 2010, probably, you know, I started to show, you know, what I, what I could do. But, um, you know, obviously you, you're trying to make your way in, in, in the Kilkenny setup, but, you know, you can ask anyone, you know, ask Henry, ask DJ, ask Tommy Welsh, JJ Delaney, you know, there was so much competition for places, you couldn't sit back and, and relax or, or sit in your laurels, you know, you just had to drive on. And like, you know, for me, Tommy Welch was, was the 
epiphany of that, you know, like every day he went out training and, you know, Henry, the same thing, you know, like they really, you know, you look up to these guys and, and see what they've achieved, but how they've done it, it's, it's, it's quite phenomenal. So we arrived at the start of the 2010 season where obviously you were going for the five in a row and the start of it in championship terms, I mean, your form looked really, really good in Leinster heading into this court game that, that you've chosen uh, because 2009 was Anthony Daly's first season in charge of Dublin and they seem to have given you a, a pretty competitive outing in the in the Leinster final, but you know you were, seemed to be completely on top in this 2010 Leinster semi-final and then beat Galway in the final again. That was probably something new. I think it was only their second year in Leinster, so... Would you felt the form was good heading into this uh, this Cork match in August 2010? Yeah, like look, I suppose personally, I, I you know as I said, I felt very very strong. I felt fit. Um, I had no niggly injuries. I had no kind of nothing hanging hanging over me in the background. I was, you know, and training had gone very very well. Um, we prepared as well for that game as we as we've prepared for every single game. You know, during the championship. But you know, I think that just. I suppose obviously it was overshadowed by Henry, you know, doing 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 the injury, um, you know, which was a huge thing. Um, but obviously, you know, for me the Cork game, I you know, I suppose once you see that, like obviously you go out every day to be a leader. But obviously when you have a you know, when you're I suppose you're your real true leader like Henry, you know, he, he always leads from the front, you know, and he when he kinda of went off injured, you know, it was it was kind of, you know, right, like we need to we need to step up to the mark here. You know, like I look back, you know, I look at the All Ireland in twenty twelve, you know, when Henry really dug us out of a hole in the second half against Galway and I suppose I was a I was a by, I was a bystander that day, you know, and I kind of, you know, made the decision that day. I said, right, you know, we need to, you know, there needs to be new leaders and more leaders on this team, you know, and we can't always look to Henry when when the chips are down. So, you know, I was, you know, I was happy and, you know, I, I took on I took on the challenge. And as I said, I, I was fit and I wasn't I didn't have any niggly injuries, which was a huge thing for me. You know, I've always I've always struggled with injuries, you know, over the eleven years with Kilkenny, but I suppose that year I got a clear run of things and, you know, I suppose I was, I was kind of happy with my performances, obviously not with the way the year finished out, but, you know, I suppose that day against Cork and kind of all, I suppose, maybe came together and clicked on the day. Everything kind of, you know, came together and, and went right on the day. It wasn't just Henry that you lost in the first half of that match. You know, Brian Hogan, who I know people in that Kilkenny set up, he was a really, really important kind of component of your defensive setup. I mean, to lose the two of them in the first half, you know, you see different teams during the years, they don't really recover from an injury setback like that. You know, it's it's a it's a big thing for them when they kind of lose a player. And yet, you were ahead 2-12 to 5 points at halftime of that game. So, the loss of those players really doesn't seem to have hurt you. Yeah, um, I suppose, look, it didn't because I suppose we were on, you know, I won't say we were on such a roll at that stage, but obviously 2010, we were going for five in a row. And, um I suppose we were we were really at the height of our powers, maybe you know, and our confidence levels were high. You know, every every day we went out, we knew the work rate was there, and if we worked hard, you know, the rest to take care of itself because you know we done all the hard work in the build up and in the lead up to the game. So you know, obviously we got off to a great start against Cork that day, um, and obviously going in at half time with a, with a lead like that, you know, you're kind of like you can never say that you're 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 safe and the game is over, but like. We knew if we just kept driving and kept driving that, you know, we'd be back in the All-Ireland final in September. And, and I suppose that's exactly what we done. And, you know, we, we stayed going to the end. And, you know, I, I remember I got a goal in the second half. And, you know, I, uh, I, I celebrated it very, a lot, you know, even though we were probably 15 or 16 points ahead. But, you know, it was just kind of, you know, having that feel-good factor and knowing that, you know, things were going well and things were going right for me on the day. You know, it was, it was a huge thing for me personally. I noticed your kind of celebration right for the goal, but I kind of think it makes a lot of sense given your kind of personal journey to that point and how well you kind of play it. And, and it comes at the end of the game. I mean, 
by that stage i think you were up nine or ten points anyway so and this just kind of sealed it all off and rounded it um and i suppose it's it's like any young player's kind of dream isn't it you know you catch a ball over a defender you turn into hill 16 and uh put it into the back of the net and i know you're in an all Ireland final yeah exactly do you know and like look i i had a serious tussle that day with Owen cadigan as well and you know myself and Owen have had, had, had quite have had quite a few battles over the course of my career do you know and i suppose i you know maybe got the upper hand on it towards the end that day and yeah look as you said absolutely you know we were we were driving you know the, the drive for five as people might call it but like i suppose in, in our own background in our own heads we weren't thinking about five in a row we were just thinking about getting back to the other and fine that's you know where we wanted to be that's you know why we started training in january of that year and pushed on to be there in september you know it's, it's every intercounty players you know ambition when they start training whether it be you know october november december january you know they want to be there in september and you know we were no different that year and you know, we just we just felt that you know we were we were well capable of getting back to where we were the four previous years, and you know we really wanted to you know push on and win the All Ireland that year, and, and it wasn't you know five in a row was never a factor. You know, it was never mentioned in our dressing room at all in 2010. You know, and that's you know and that was the the way Brian Cody wanted it, and that's the way I suppose we as players wanted it as well. We just didn't want you know to be thinking about things like that. We just wanted to be All Ireland champions, and you know beating Cork in the semi final got us to within 70, 70 minutes of that. You finished with one eight in this game against Cork, six points from freeze. Obviously, Henry's the recognised free taker; he's the established one. Like, but I mean, were you kind of the number two? Was it always kind of understood if he goes off or if he's injured, if he's substituted, that you knew you were going to be stepping up, or like, how, how did it work in terms of uh, the, the system? Yeah, I suppose. Look, um, I won't look. I won't say that I was. I was the number two. You know, it was never discussed with Brian that if like if something happened, but. Like, like obviously, look, I took freeze from my club. I took freeze for Kilkenny at minor and under twenty-one level. You know, I was confident enough in my in my free taking, I suppose, um, that I could step up. And when Henry did go off, you know, I suppose when the first free was awarded, I just I took it on myself, I suppose. And like as I said, we just needed to, you know, drive on. You know, obviously losing a player of Henry's stature was was a huge blow, but you know, we still needed to step up and you know finish the job off and get to an All Ireland final and maybe you know maybe give Henry an opportunity to play in that. Like we didn't really know the the full extent of his injury at the time. So, you know, we just wanted to win the game, get to an All-Ireland final. And I suppose, look, the free-taking responsibility fell on my lap. I, you know, I took it on. Um, you know, as I said, my confidence levels were high, so I, I didn't mind, you know. There's some days, you know, if things, weren't going, if things weren't going well for me against Cork, maybe I wouldn't have stepped up to the free. I might have left it to someone else, you know. But, um, you know, on the day that was in it, you know, I, I started the game well. You know, my confidence was high, so I said, look, I'll step up, I'll take on the responsibility and, and you know, things worked out for me. Yeah, that, that's interesting. It doesn't seem like it's a pressure thing or something that was kind of weighing you down because like you said, you were in a good place at that time, you know, hurling well and your form had been good going into it. So probably enjoyed the fact that you had this this kind of responsibility uh, of taking the freeze. And obviously, as you said, between Carrick Shock, Kilkenny underage side, St. Kieran's, it wasn't something that was alien to you. It was something you were quite used to doing in big games. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, and like, I suppose... Every team has the same, like, you know, you look at Kilkenny now, like, obviously TJ Reid is the main free taker, but, like, there's so many other players. There's Alan Murphy, there's Richie Hogan, there's, you know, all these guys can hit freeze, and you need that, you know, you need cover, you need backup. Like, even that time, you know, in, with, in 2010, like, Owen Larkin took freeze for his club, James Stevens, he was on the field, I took freeze. So, you know, it's just, it, it is a huge responsibility, you know, and, and Henry done it for years and years and years and never wavered and never got, got him down or never got on his, you know, down on his shoulders. And like, I suppose some players might see it as pressure and other players just see it as, you know, 
it's an everyday thing, you know, they're confident enough that they're free taking, you know, they score nine out of ten, you know, maybe ten out of ten on certain days. And I think that was, you know, I suppose a big thing for me, you know, my confidence was high. So I any time I stood over a free, I was I was confident I was going to score. And look, I missed one or two in the All Ireland final, but you know, I still, you know, pushed on. You have to forget about it, move on to the next one and, and step up and do the same thing all over again. You mentioned at the time that you didn't know the extent of Henry's injury. I guess that was the thing that followed, wasn't it, for the next month? It just, you know, from the outside, it just seemed like there was a lot of, I suppose, kind of drama and suspense about what was going to happen to him. And then, obviously, I mean, I know you've said that it wasn't something that you were talking about in the dressing room, but definitely on the outside, it was the kind of talk of the the hurling world and the build-up to that All-Ireland final. What was at stake? Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, I suppose, look, as I said, when Henry went off, obviously when when you go off with a knee injury, you know, you're you're fearing the worst. Um, and obviously we did as well. And, you know, look, we went in at half time. There wasn't any mention of Henry at half time, but after the game, obviously everyone was inquiring how was he. You know, he was he was you know, he was in a car on the way to, to Wexford after the game, you know, down to the ice chamber to try and help and, and things like that. But um I suppose look, and obviously then the build up to the final was he, is he or isn't he going to hurl, you know, and John Tennyson was in the same boat, you know, the two lads were in the same boat, having done their cruciates, um, and obviously then the, the five in a row was, was obviously it was a huge thing in the media and things like that, but I suppose it, it was hard to get away from it, you know, like we, you know, we didn't, we didn't hide away from it, we didn't run away from it, we, we took it on and we, we you know, we, we done exactly what we done, you know, in the build up to the, to the four previous finals, you know, we didn't talk about five in a row, we just talked about winning the All-Ireland. We talked about beating Tipperary, what we needed to do, how we were going to do it. Um, you know, but obviously, you know, you said it there yourself, you know, I suppose throwing Henry's, you know, situation and John Tennyson's situation into the melting pot, along with a five in a row, it was, you know, it turned into a little bit of a kind of a, I don't know, a media frenzy, you know, a bit of a, in a way, I'd call it a bit of a circus around the whole thing in the build-up, but you know, we we done our best to prepare, and we we prepared as well as we prepared for any game, and we just we just came out the wrong side of the results on the day. For you yourself, though, heading into that game, given how well the court game had gone for you, the the match that you picked today, in terms of freeze and getting a goal and scoring from play, I mean, all those things came to the fore again for you in the final. That must have been a big help this court game immediately heading into the Tipperary game because you know Henry isn't the, Henry. I suppose it's gone early enough and the fact that you're the freeze, but it's like, well, I've been in this situation recently enough, so this is going to be no bother to me. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like, and look, we knew, look, we knew with, with, with John Tennyson and, and Henry starting that game that there was no guarantee that they were going to see out to 70 minutes. You know, obviously, look, with the injuries that the lads have, you know, it's a great credit to the two of them what they put their bodies through in the build-up to get to where they were. But like we knew, obviously, there's a fear to back your mind that this mightn't work, you know, and... Henry could go after five minutes or he could go after 55 minutes. John Tennyson, the same. John Tennyson lasted the 70 minutes, which was, which was a phenomenal feat. But yeah, look, when Henry went off, again, it was, you know, mantle over straight away. The next three that came up, I knew I was the one going to be taking on the mantle. And, and it was the same scenario in the car game. You just had to take it on. You know, as I said, confidence was high. I was, I was, I was going well going into the match. Um, you know, I, I started the game against Tip, you know, well as well, you know, so... It was just a matter of just taking on the responsibility and, and, and I suppose trying to drive it and trying to get over the line. But, you know, as I said, it was it was hugely disappointing that day because, you know, Tipperary were by far the better team. And, you know, I think if we had a stead there till midnight that night, I, I still don't think we would have bet Tipperary because they were, you know, they had that drive and had that, you know, I suppose, aggression after 2009 that 
you know, they just, I think they knew going up that day that they weren't going to, they weren't going to lose, you know, and, um, you know, we, we, we had the same mentality, obviously, but, you know, on, on the given day, you know, Michael Rice came on for Henry, you know, Rice, had a great game the same day, but obviously, you know, losing, losing a player like Henry, it's, it's, it's a huge blow, even though you're nearly prepared for it because he was going in with a cruciate ligament injury. The outcome for the team is obviously, I know, the main thing you're going to look back on every season, especially in a county like Kilkenny that has been so successful and at the time that you were being so successful. But I'm wondering, is there some kind of personal satisfaction for you that this court game, it really was the springboard? I mean, it wasn't just one isolated thing for you because you finished the 2010 season with an All-Star award. You backed it up again the, the following year with an All-Star award. And obviously you won an All-Ireland medal that year. I mean, I guess maybe kind of personal, I don't know, vindication that if I got fit, as you probably thought, maybe the couple of years earlier when you were kind of struggling with injury, you know, I can really make my mark on this team and kind of establish myself and contribute to the Kilkenny cause. Yeah, look, that's that's exactly it, Vincent, you know, and, and I suppose that that was, I suppose, in a way, the personal satisfaction from a personal, you know, note. And personally, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really look back on All-Stars and things like that. You know, they're, they're, they're nice to get at the end, but... The, the main goal, the number one goal is to win an All-Ireland medal. And that was always the case with Kilkenny and, and us as a group of players. So I suppose 2010, 2011, as you said, you know, things, things were going well for me, you know, and I felt that I could really push on. Like I was only, what age? I was only kind of 20, 25, you know, so really kind of coming into my prime at that stage, you know, thinking that, you know, I, I have a good, you know, probably seven, eight years at the, at the highest level and hopefully stay injury-free and, and really get a good run of things. But, you know, look, 2010 was definitely a springboard for me, you know, and obviously into 2011, same thing happened. Serious dip of form, you know, on a personal level in, in 2012, 2013. And then, you know, I, I got myself back to, you know, where I wanted to be in 2014, you know, with a bit of help from, you know, a very good friend of mine, you know, I, 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 I done a lot of personal training at the end of 2013 to get myself right. But, you know, you have those dips in form. And like, as you mentioned there, the TJ Rees, the Henry, you know, the, the Richie Hogans, and we've all been in that boat, you know, you know, things are never smooth sailing. Um, and you just have to, I suppose, you know, take the good, take the, take the bad with the good. And you just hope that the good will outweigh the bad in the end. Well, I think it certainly did in your case, Richie. And the game that we've talked about today is the 2010 All-Ireland semi-final. It finished Kilkenny 322, Cork 19 points. You scored 1-8, finished with the Man of the Match award. So it's nice to be able to look back on a game that kind of maybe kick-started things for you at senior level. Thanks a million for joining us today. There's still a lot more in this. And that's another one back of the net for Richie Power a goal and eight points the fifth time he's ever scored in the championship and Kilkenny have simply romped past Cork in the All-Ireland semi-final great hands great finishing Kilkenny 320 Cork 13 points and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Life Changing Moments podcast series on the 42 with UPMC the official healthcare partner of the GPA and GAA We'll be back soon with another great guest for our next episode. Chat to you then.